Hello, everyone. Welcome to Quantum Catechesis. I'm Father Joe Krupp, and you are not. And today is at some point in the, oh, April 14, 13. 13? Because my birthday was last week, yesterday, tomorrow. I can do math. And it's a year that's sometime after 2020. And I always think of the year 2020 because I read a book, The Dog's Gonna Bark, called The War in 2020. And this was written in the 1980s. And it was by a guy named Ralph Peters. I can't believe I remember this. And I loved that book. Don't read it. It's depressing. But uh, why am I talking about that? So anyway, here we are today on Wednesday of Holy Week. And uh, this is my fault. The description of the show is a little different than what we're going to do. So the description says something about the Gospels. disciples yeah, Gospels. Yeah. and the Gospels. But what I, I just communicated it badly. What we're going to look at today is the life, ministry, and death of each apostle. And why are we doing this? Because we can. Uh, this is just material I've had saved for a bit. But where we ran into trouble was this is probably going to be a two-parter. And I'll be gone next week. Although we might not show it next week. And, and... Um, I can't really, like last week we covered Holy Week and I don't want to do another foundations because that would break the pattern. So this was my ingenious idea. Now, before we launch, I want to say thank you to Peggy who came to the church today and gave me a beautiful picture and a wonderful hug. Uh, it's someone painted or drew, I'm, I'm ignorant, a picture of me and my dog. And I'm not a, an attractive man, but this picture, I would date me. If I was, <laughs> like, I'm like, usually, like, you know how often you look at pictures of Mary, pictures people drew of Mary or Jesus, and you're like, you're going to have to answer for that. You know, you can just see Mary going, that's what you think I look like? And this is the woman who gave birth to God. I wouldn't get her angry. But this was a picture of me. I looked at it and went, oh my gosh, I, I look kind of nice. And my dog looks so handsome. My boogly, who's sitting over here uh, in a coma. Really. Um, so there we are. Uh, I can't think. I was going to tell God's people something, but I don't remember what, so I'm just not going to. It's gonna... John's birthday. Mm. Carrie's below. Oh, I know. First of all, Carrie's husband, John, it's his birthday today. Happy birthday, John. I can't tell you how much I love that dude. Seriously. I fake being friends with Carrie so I could be close to John. <laughs> Okay, that's not true. I well, fake true. being friends with John. No, uh, but we also have a special guest who's been here a few times, right? Uh, you may remember my buddy, like a brother, uh, Bill Harris, or Viper. That's his hand, as we call him. And uh, he's here today, uh, and he's going to serve as my lovely research assistant. But Bill and I are proof... Huh? No, go ahead. Okay. We're just doing tactical stuff. Oh, sweet. We're Bill, and I, Bill and I are proof of the bond and the strength of a bond made in Christ. Because he is a Red Sox fan, and I'm a Tigers fan. And today's the rubber game, bro. Yep. Did you see that? It is, yep. It's been a heck of a series. And we have been sending each other texts, but they're like lovely texts. Although I hope you lose. Yeah, this is not a Yankees-Red no, no. Sox rivalry. No. no, Tigers and Red Sox. Tigers and Red Sox, there's respect. Uh, yeah, so anyway. But I hope you lose. I hope you guys lose huge. Um, <laughs> and a special shout out to Al Avila, who got us Javier Baez. 
And there were so many people who were like, well, Carlos Correa. And I was one. I was hoping we'd get Correa. Uh, Baez is a freak. And all my friends who are Mets and Cubs fans were like writing me, you're going to be so happy. And we are. So with that in mind, I'm going to start us off on our section on the apostles. Why? A couple reasons. Uh, I can tell you the story of how my grandma and grandpa Krupp met. I can tell you the story of how my mom and dad met. Uh, and I can tell you those stories because those stories have made their way down. I know like the stories about grandpa's, about dad's grandpa, who was a roughneck. He had one arm. Uh, and he went to jail a couple times. <laughs> and uh, I can tell you, I know all these beautiful stories because they just came down through the generations. Why? Because they're defining of us, right? And for you and I, we need to know our spiritual lineage, that as Catholics, this is us, right? That these people Jesus chose that lived with him for three years, who we're going to read this week, dropped the ball in a major way, in every way possible, really, but what we're going to find in there, hopefully, is hope. Because these are the pillars of our church. Um, <clears throat> when you talk to a bishop or talk about a bishop, you're not talking about a CEO. And you're not talking about a uh, priest with a little extra sacramental sauce. Although you kind of are. You're talking about a successor to the apostles. And that's why, again, you'll hear I get a little angry slash irritated slash frightened about Catholic media sources that, oh, the bishop's this or the bishop. There's hundreds of them. And you want to be super careful uh, about lumping. Anyway, stop. So first thing we need to do is distinguish there's disciples and there's apostles. Now, I've always said every disciple is an apostle, but I'm wrong. Right? Because it's it, right. Judas. Judas was a disciple and he wasn't an apostle. Why wasn't he an apostle? Well, as St. Paul describes it to us, an apostle is a person who saw Jesus risen from the dead and received a commission from him. So that would be the 11 plus a guy named Matthias. And we can get into that later. Um, and uh, where does it come from? It's a Greek word. It means one who sent. And they had a specific way of doing these things. Uh, an apostle. So if I send Bill, if I'm a, a, a general and Bill is a major and I send Bill on a mission, he is an apostle back in these days. And Bill has my authority. So he's not just going, well, I'm a major carrying a message from a general. He is coming to you as a general, as me. He has no interest in that role of representing himself or his opinions. He will act like me and execute my orders. Does this make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so they have, Bill would have the authority of a general, even though he's, quote, just a major, but because the general said, this is an apostle. Okay. We, we good? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's important to know. And I've always said, well, every disciple is an apostle. And it just hit me when I was working on this. In fact, today I'm like, well, Judas wasn't. Uh, he didn't see Jesus risen. Well, he did see Jesus risen from the dead, but from hell. I'm sorry. I don't know if he went to hell. So what we'll do is we'll take a look at these guys because I want us to see a few things. I want us to see a really important truth that when it comes to the disciples, there's pre-resurrection 
and there's post-resurrection. There's pre-Holy Spirit, Pentecost, and there's post-Holy Spirit. Why is that important? Because pre-resurrection disciples are a train wreck. Okay. Every time they talk, they say something dumb. And there's very few exceptions to this. Uh, Jesus is constantly going, guys, knock it off. Uh, and we're only hearing the theological stuff, right? You know, we don't know about dinners and, you know, uh, what they ate or anything like that. But it was, I believe, C.S. Lewis, who in his conversion process, that's what kind of started to open his heart to Christianity was, wait, if these guys made this up, why do they always write how stupid they were? Who would do that? Right? God came to earth. He asked me to live with him for three years, and I misunderstood everything he said. I tried to use my position for power, and then when he needed me, I ran away. Follow me. Right? Who would make that up? When you make up that story, you would be the hero. Right? But he was like, who would make that up? Am I making sense here? Mm -hmm. Okay. So then Jesus raises from the dead. And what changes? Not much. They're still afraid. They still say weird things and they won't leave the upper room. They're terrified. What then changes from these guys to these dudes that we know? Well, the Holy Spirit. You and I are just like them. We desire to love Jesus. We desire, Peter especially, you see this over and over, desires to love Jesus. He desires to show the love he feels, but he can't quite pull it off until the Holy Spirit. Once Jesus gave the people who followed him his spirit, Peter turned into a stinking lion uh, who died before he dishonored Christ. So I want us to see a lot of hope here that these are our guys. This is our coaching staff. And they're here to tell you, yeah, when I played, I was awful. I, I played under the best coach ever and I never got anything right. <laughs> but it gave me a humility and an openness to now teach you what I should have learned. Isn't that tight? And then hopefully that's hope for you and I who struggle with our own sin. I mean, I assume you people struggle with sin. I've read about it, but I don't have those problems. I'm just too dang holy. But for you and I who go into the confessional all the time and are like, remember last confession? Yeah, that one. More. Oh. Hopefully we say, all right, it doesn't end this way. I've got the Holy Spirit in me. I'm not going to try to do what I'm willpower or desire. <sighs> Come, Holy Spirit. Give me the strength. Good intro? Perfect. You put a whole new perspective on the Pentecost. Oh, rocket. Okay, praise God. Praise God. Because remember, that's the whole thing with Jesus. Tall guy, crowned with horns. Yeah? You can always pick him out by the halo. Everything he did while he was on earth was about our human nature in a sense, right? We were born, so he was born. That makes births holy, yeah? He was hungry and poor and tired, and he made hungry, poor, and tired holy. He cried over death, crying over death is holy. He told the truth, telling the truth is holy. All of this was Jesus taking our human nature into himself and adding some divine. 
and then showing us that's how you do it. And then what did he do with that human nature? Because it was human nature, it could do something his divine nature couldn't. What? Take on sin. And it could do something his divine nature couldn't do. Die. So he did both of those things. He took on our human nature, took on all the sins, and died, making death holy. But then he rose and took our nature to heaven. So now humans can go to heaven. And then no longer, so he would no longer be limited to geography. He took his spirit and dumped it all over us. So now every one of us carries around that spirit. Yeah, does that help? Groovy. That's why we call Pentecost our birthday. You would think as a church, we'd say, well, Jesus instituting the Eucharist would be our birthday. Nope, Pentecost. Hey, Dad, how are you? Dad's here, and he's pretty drunk. I'm just kidding. He's really drunk. So let's start with the list of the apostles, and we're going to go in the order the Bible tends to list them. Why? Because that's important. They always list in order. Okay? And what do you do? You start with the most important person first. Every time. They say Jesus and the 12. Semicolon. Who's the first disciple they always list? You know? Peter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Peter. The dude in charge. Okay? So with this, we're going to, huh? Okay, yes. Okay, Perry, Carrie put on her blankie because she's cold. Dad, want to sit here? Yeah, you want to come in, Pop? There's a chair right oh, there. Yeah. What can I do to help? Oh, you got to go this way, Papa. Sorry. What camera do I look at? This one? Just yep. keep looking at this one? Okay, Dad's coming through, and uh, he's got a drill in his hand. Be afraid. Be very afraid. So let's look at Peter. What do we know? Well, first, we do know he was martyred in the year 66 AD, same year as Paul, same emperor ordered it. A guy named Nero, you may remember. Uh, Nero went on to star in a series of movies called The Matrix. No? Oh, sorry. That what? Oh, that was Neo. My bad. Neo was a Roman emperor who uh, wanted to build himself this huge thing called the Golden House, the Golden Palace. Uh, but it turned out where he wanted to build it, there was a lot of houses. And those houses just happened to catch fire and burn. Oops. And everyone was like, this is awful convenient, big guy. And he said it was those Christians. And as part of that purge, he executed Paul and Peter. But Peter... We're talking about Peter was crucified upside down on top of Vatican Hill. Okay, why upside down? Well, he told them, I'm not worthy to die like Jesus did. It was his choice. Right? It was his choice, absolutely. And Romans, honestly, not to be crude, they probably just wouldn't have cared. Whatever, as long as you die uh, horribly. Um, this is important to us because what we may remember is post-resurrection, Jesus appeared to Peter and the disciples. Yeah, I love this cycle that the first time Jesus and Peter meet, Peter's fishing with his buddies. Jesus is preaching on the shore. And so many people are crowding in that Jesus asked Peter, can I stand in your boat and preach? And Peter's cleaning his nets and mending them. And he's like, oh, sure, get after it. He doesn't care. But Jesus went after it and he taught and he blew them away. And then he says to Peter, have you guys caught anything? Nah, we've we been at it all night. We didn't catch anything. Tell you what, throw your nets on the other side of the boat. 
Throwing nets is a big deal, guys. This isn't like a cute little, this is a six man job to unload these nets, unfold them and throw them into the water and pull them back in. But Peter said, quote, we've been at it all night, but at your word, I would do more than this. Meaning Jesus has caught his attention. He likes this cat. So Peter throws the nets, so many fish, they literally didn't know what to do. It filled the boat till they almost sunk. And then their partner boat comes over, James and John. So Peter was doing pretty good if he's got partners, right? If he's got a business with partners, he's doing pretty good. Both of their boats are so full, they're going to sink. And Jesus said to him, follow me. And Peter says, fell on his knees and said, get away from me. I'm a terrible man. And Jesus' response is, follow me. I'm going to make you a fisher of men. So Peter follows him. That's their first meet, right? Now let's look at their last meet, or their next meet, big meet. Jesus is dead as far as Peter knows. And the disciples are like, what do we do now? Right? You can imagine what horror that must have been. We just spent three years believing this guy was going to be running things. And now he's dead. And I love this. Peter, it says, literally, quote, turned to the other disciples and said, let's go fishing. <laughs> what do they got? So they go out fishing. They ain't catching anything. And all they know is some dude standing on the shore said, children, you caught anything? No, we ain't caught anything. Throw your net on the other side. So they throw their net on the other side and catch so much fish, they can't get it in the boat. And that's when John, it says, pointed and went, that's the Lord. And Peter jumps in the water and swims to him. And he's, I love this. He's so geeked out. It says the other disciples are laboring to get the boat packed with fish, hauling a net packed with fish. Peter's so pure and childlike excited. What does he do? It says he grabbed the nets and pulled them ashore. He has fired up and then they just eat together and a conversation ensues you remember this they finish their dinner and by the way jesus cooks it on charcoal it says well that why why would they say charcoal well because there's only two charcoal fires in the whole new testament right the one peter was warming his hands at when he denied jesus three times and now this one <laughs> poor peter jesus knows what he's doing and I don't want to say he's screwing with Peter. That's not the right way to put it. But he's about to help Peter reframe everything. He says, hey, Peter, do you love me? That's what he says in Greek. Agape. Do you love me? Do you love me enough to die for me? Peter, I love you like a brother. He uses a different word for love. All right. Feed my lambs. A little bit later, Peter you love me? Agape. Peter says, what? I love you like a brother. You see, Jesus is trying to tell Peter, I see your beautiful heart. And Peter's basically stuck in, you remember the whole deny you three time things right by a fire like this? And why do you think Jesus put that fire there? So in the third time, Peter, do you love me? Agape. Peter's answer, Lord, you know what I've done. You know, come, you know everything. You know that I love you like a brother. Peter keeps going, but this is the best love I got. And it's not enough to die for you. I wish it was. And then Jesus says this, 
Ah, Peter, when you were young, you would put your clothes on and pack your bags and go wherever you wanted to go. But I'm telling you, a day's coming where we're going to chain you up and drag you to a place you most certainly don't want to go. And then John writes, John's your narrator. Jesus said this because Peter's death would glorify God. And that's what they're talking about, that 33. 33 years later, Peter has his chance to deny Jesus again. And instead, they chain him up. They drag him to Vatican Hill, and he dies for Jesus. So the difference between Peter filled with love but unable to cowboy up and Peter who's like, drive the nails, man. I'll help. It's the Holy Spirit. In between, he's uh, always shown as a kind of impetuous. He's just kind of, and I'm very familiar with this, shooting out his shooting off his mouth, um, impulsive. Uh, but then in the Book of Acts, he's pretty decisive. Uh, again, the Holy Spirit takes that impulsiveness and turns it into decisiveness and boldness. Uh, his name was Simon, which means little pebble. And Jesus changed it to Peter, Petrus, rock. So what do we know him for? He walked on water, right? And people are, <laughs> I always do love it when people are like, oh, and then he sank. Oh, Peter. I'm like, brah, two steps is impressive, <laughs> right? Unless you're that little lizard. You ever see those little lizards on uh, Nat Geo running across the water? Unless you're one of those, two steps and you got me for the rest of your life. We remember he disowned Jesus. He, he just didn't even know him. Uh, rather than die with him. We remember when the Holy Spirit busted out, it was Peter who, uh, to use a colloquialism, grabbed the mic and laid it out for everybody. We know it was Peter who, in Acts 10, could see a church where Jews and Gentiles worshiped together, something unspeakable before this. Uh, it's Peter who Paul describes in Galatians as, quote, a pillar of the church. Peter's the man. Uh, Peter got to witness miracles that the other disciples didn't. Peter, James, and John did, right? Namely, the time Jesus raised a little girl from the dead. Remember that? Talitha kum, little one, get up. Uh, he saw the transfiguration. And he's one of the three. It says in Matthew that Jesus kind of separated James, John, and Peter from the others and let them be physically close to him while he... Um, suffered in the Garden of Gethsemane. He didn't want the others to see it, right? But he let them see it. Uh, Peter didn't write any of the Gospels, but he wrote, had a huge role, obviously, in all of them. And in every one, he's listed first. Peter. Peter, James, John, and then the other dudes. And who's always the last one listed? Judas Iscariot. There were two Judases. Two Jameses, two Judases. That's how common those names were, okay? Uh, he wrote two books in the Bible, 1 Peter and 2 Peter, conveniently named. And why doesn't it say Peter's letter to the Philippians? I just made those people up. Uh, did I tell you about the woman, I don't know if I should say this, at MSU who got up and read, read a letter, Paul's letter to the Philippians? Did I tell you about this? And I'm like, oh, he didn't write that. Uh, true story. Oh, I've heard Jesus write a letter to the Filipinos in church. And I'm like, he would have. If he would have known any of those cats, because they're awesome. Filipinos rock. Cesar is a god. 
Yes. A small G God. Anyway, uh, so he wrote First and Second Peter. Why? Why do we call them First and Second Peter instead of Peter's letter to the Yeshlublers? Well, because he wasn't writing them to a specific community. He was writing them to everyone. So we call those Catholic letters. And we don't mean Catholic like Roman Catholic. We mean the Latin, Greek word universal. Right? He's just writing them to anybody. Paul was specifically talking to the Galatians, the Ephesians, the Philippians, the Colossians, and the partridges in a pear tree. Peter was saying, dudes who want to know Jesus, here's what I'm writing. Okay? Um, uh, yeah, so you know about Peter getting crucified. I already watched you through that. So that's Peter. He's our first pope. And we say, well, why, why, why do we believe that? Because that's what the early Christians said. Uh, well, where's that in the Bible? Well, this happened before the Bible was written. Uh, so we take it from the sources uh, and the sacred tradition. Uh, Peter leaned Linus. I think the second pope was named Linus. He's the patron saint of blankies. <laughs> I said he's the patron saint of blankies. <laughs> so who's always the second dude listed when they list the Gospels? James. Okay, James the son of Zebedee or, quote, James the Greater. Okay, why the Greater? Now, you're going to laugh, but dead serious. The assumption is it has to do with uh, height or age, but no one really knows. Uh, we don't know whether it was Roman or Hebrew or, or where this came from, the Greater. Uh, it would not refer to status. That's just not how they thought back then. Um, so it could refer to his height, which is really funny, or his age. As you can imagine, in a day and age when a ton of Jewish boys were named after the sons of Mattathias, right? The, the Mattathias uh, Maccabee, whose uh, sons were the generals and religious leaders that drove out the Greeks, right? What were his sons' names? See if any of these sound familiar. Judas, Simon, uh, Jonathan, uh, right? I mean, all these cats. So what did every Hebrew guy do back then? You name your kid after them. There were a billion Judases at the time because Judas Maccabee was probably the greatest general Israel had since David. Okay. And that would have been a fresh memory for them, driving the Greeks out. Anyway, James uh, the Greater, or the son of Zebedee, was another one of Jesus' three main dudes, Peter, James, John. Uh, and like them, he was a fisherman before Jesus called them. And uh, he's probably, you could easily say he's one of the most important persons that we know about in early Christianity. You say, well, what do you mean that we know about? We don't know a lot. The Romans destroyed a ton of the records. Um, I think we talked about this, right? That when they would arrest Christians, they would get them, give us the sacred writings, the writings you guys have. And some people would. And they would hand them over. Okay? So what is the Latin word for handing over? Trattore. It's where we get the word traitor. Right, that they would hand over the sacred writings of the Romans and burn them. And it's not like you had copiers. It's not like you had hard drives. I mean, the aliens who built the pyramids did. <laughs> did I tell you about that Mexican stand-up comedian? Did I send this to you? Oh, my gosh. He was talking about how everyone looks at the Egyptians and says, and it's true, how did they build pyramids? 
like that. That's insane. Literally, do you get, we have no idea how they could have pulled that off. And that to this day, you can't put a piece of paper between the bricks. But then he points out, and it's true, the Mexicans built pyramids just like them. And he says, nobody asks, how did the Mexicans do it? And he says, that's because they've worked with Mexicans, right? That's his point. He says, I'm sure that the aliens came and offered to help them. We can help you build pyramids. He's like, no, we got it. You go help Egypt, you know? Uh, and he said, they probably build them for a quinceanera or a barbecue. That was, I'm telling you, this guy had me laughing so hard. But it is crazy, side note, when you think about the pyramids. So you and I, in the historical timeline of humans, are closer in the timeline to Julius Caesar than Julius Caesar was to the construction of the pyramids. And they built those, right? Like we always think technology always gets better. Oh no, there's always crashes. Remember the Romans, it's possible they had steam engines in the fourth century, but then within 200 years later, they couldn't build walls six feet high yet. Right, that their only answer to seeing Roman walls 200 years later was, oh, Romans were giants. They, they literally thought, oh, ancient Romans were giants. They could build 10 foot walls, 20 foot walls. So the technology was gone. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But same with the pyramids. They knew something that got lost. Um, and it's really cool to think about, but I have no idea why we're talking about this. Lost things. Huh? I mean, pardon? Lost. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry, guys. I've had a lot of coffee today. (laughs) Brought to you by the hot dog stand and coffee. Today's coffee is Death Wish, by the way. Mine is. I gave you um, that awesome... the place where you pay every month and, or every year, a Costco. Oh. Their Pacific blend is the best pod coffee in the world. So you didn't give me death wish. No, because I didn't know if you'd like it. It's basically <laughs> battery, battery acid. Yeah. But I'm using your cup. Did you see this? Yes. Look at yeah. that. Okay. Anyway, back to James. James. And so I say one of. Why? Well, we know a guy named Apollos was huge. But we know nothing. Except that Paul has to tell people a few times, there's no competition between Apollos and I. Now, you know how big Paul is. Think about what it meant that there was a dude named Apollos who even Paul had to go, chill out, guys. We're not in competition here. Isn't that something? Well, what do we know about James? We know he was one of their primary figures in the early church. Um, the Bible tells us a lot that we can't quite sort out about which James is which. Okay. And I know that sounds funny, but they weren't writing for people 2000 years from now. They were writing to people with a tremendous assumed knowledge that they don't need to say, not that James, the other James, they just need to say James. And you know, cause by the way, he was just here last week. Okay. Uh, there's another disciple named James, uh, and but this guy again is referred to as James the Greater, and the other one they call James the son of Alphaeus. Do you know why this is crazy? Because his dad's name was Alphaeus. <laughs> yeah, boom, <laughs> mind blown. All right, there's but also James, James the Lesser. Yep, there is James the Lesser, who we think is also James the son of Alphaeus, but we're not sure. Again, think of all the Marys. Think of all the Marys crazy stuff. Um, So anyway, what do we know about him? We know that Mark told us that Jesus started calling James and John the brothers 
quote, the Sons of Thunder. But he doesn't quite tell us why, whether it refers to Taco Bell. <laughs> Did anyone find that funny? Am I the only one? You're gonna chuckle. One of you will betray me. Okay, uh, but uh, it probably refers to their temperament slash ambition, right? Why? Well, James and his brother John at one point in Luke, like when there's one town that doesn't accept Jesus into the town, it says that they pulled Jesus aside and said, do you want us to call down thunder from heaven? Right, which Jesus says, no, 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 let's keep moving, boys, chill out. We know they also sent mommy. Um, I believe we called their mom was a helicopter parent uh, who went to Jesus and said, look, when you, you know, when you take your throne, and they're thinking political throne, they don't know what kind of throne he's really chasing. Let's put my boys, one at your right and one at your left. So whether this Sons of Thunder refers to that burst of anger that they showed, whether it refers to maybe their preaching, uh, that James, his preaching was so strong that in Acts 12, Herod had him killed for it. Herod, Herod killed James for ticking him off. Um, so his martyrdom is one of the only ones recorded in the Bible. Uh, Herod had him killed by sword. Um, what does that mean? Again, people will say beheaded. They just didn't really have that kind of sword. I don't know how else to tell you this, right? Romans beheaded Romans. You were not allowed. No one could torture a Roman. So they figured beheading was the quickest way to do it. But remember, they didn't really have chopping swords. And excuse me if this is too much information. TMI. But what you see in TV where there's like, hack, and the head pops off, yes, the Japanese could do it, right? Their technology on swords was way ahead of everybody else. Nobody else could do that. There was a lot of hacking, okay? You know, um, forgive me, but it was a chopping. Well, gosh, even one of the queens that Henry VIII had executed, I think, it took like seven or eight hits to get her head off. It's just as hard to do. Your body, as you can imagine, is geared toward that not happening. Usually, if a Roman was beheaded, what I've read is they would take the sword and put the pointy end here, right? That little bump between your neck and your, and your spine and just drive it down. And it was a very quick, clean death. Now, when it says a Jew executed a Jew, namely Herod executed James by beheading, we don't know. They would not be above hacking and hacking, right? And and finding that frankly quite entertaining. Um, is that awful? Okay, Carrie wants me to stop. I can even see James in heaven going, yeah, that's 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 enough. That's... Oh, he wouldn't do this though. Yeah, he wouldn't do this. For those of you listening, I just did the hand across the throat thing. I, I don't think he'd do that. It's like I think I told you my buddy who's an Orthodox Jew. He, he truly asked me one time, I don't understand you guys wearing crosses, and uh, you Christians. And he wasn't being funny, although it was funny as heck, because his whole point was, it's my understanding you think he's coming back. Yeah. Do you think he wants to see crosses? <laughs> that was his, literally. Did you remember that? That was Chad. He was like, do you think he wants to see crosses? I'm like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, cool thing, James, if you look at your little map, went all the way to Spain. 
And yes, that's a huge distance, but to be clear, Spain was a part of the Roman Empire. It's a huge commitment on his part, but there were roads, you know, he would have had a, a good route. Um, uh, his body was buried there, but no one's, they say, but no one's quite sure what to do with that because he was clearly executed in Jerusalem. Transporting a body wouldn't have been so easy. It would have taken years for this reason. You just got to wait till they're bones and then carry the bones. Uh, you get me? You, you weren't going to carry a corpse that far. Everybody would get sick and die. Um, so anyway, uh, the Camino de Santiago, right? Uh, Santiago, St. James, right? Uh, that's where we get San Diego, St. James, okay? In Spanish, in Spain Spanish, or what do you say, Castilian? Perceive. Santiago. Okay, uh, so the Camino of Santiago, the way of St. James, is probably the most popular Christian pilgrimage site. Uh, about 300,000 people a year pilgrimage on the Camino. If you get a chance, it's worth your time. And it's kind of funny. I think I can say this. Did you do it? Huh? Have, I mean, pardon? Have you done it? It's my dream. Okay. Like, I'm due for a sabbatical. And I think when we get things here where everybody feels like, okay, we're caught up, we, I might do that. I would like to. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. But they had another name, and I can't remember, but they changed it. Like, when you get there, there's a statue of James with a big old sword. Um, and they were, the name of the statue was James the Moor Slayer. That when the Moors were invading Spain, they begged St. James for his intercession, and they won. So they built this huge statue to James the Moor Slayer. But then, you know, about a 20, 50 years ago, it was like, let's call it something else. <laughs> Turns out the Muslims didn't like that. Um, that's a true story. I can't remember what Moor Slayer, but that was his title for hundreds of years. Uh, and then it was, no, no, it's James the, the Camino, St. James, no, so, sorry, Moors. I guess less is more. <laughs> Sorry, that was that was awful. That was terrible. Ah, I can even again see James in heaven going, bro. If you make the cut, we're gonna have some words. So, who was James's brother? John. Uh, John and James were the sons of Zebedee. So you don't want to mix this guy up with you know like John the Baptist or Billy the Kid. Uh, he was the third disciple in Jesus' little group of leaders among the leaders. So he's got his disciples and he's got three dudes leading the disciples. Why three? I don't know. I assume it has to do with how you split the bread. That was dumb. Okay. Uh, so like James, Peter, uh, and, and a bunch of the disciples, John was a fisherman. Um, he was also called, of course, the son of thunder, just like his brother. He uh, also wanted to make sure he was sitting at Jesus' right or left. Uh, we know, and I do love, 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 love this, that when Jesus was dying, John was the only dude. All the other disciples left, right? Beautiful young John. Oh, young. He's always shown without a beard, right? So whenever you see a picture of John with Jesus, he doesn't have a beard. Why? He was young. They, they want to make sure that's clear to you. Um, and uh, so in John 19... When Jesus was dying, he said to John, there's your mom. And he said to Mary, behold your son. It was literally a legal thing. He did a legal thing. Now, what's interesting is, and you want to remember this, 
John is often referred to as, quote, the disciple whom Jesus loved. But sometimes it's referred to as John. When the Bible says the disciple whom Jesus loved, they mean John as a stand-in for all of us. And when they just mean John, they just say John. Does this make sense? And who's telling us this? Um, John. So he's right. Right? I read a thing and only a Jesuit could come up with this. Well, that's not really what... Okay, knock it off, slappy. Um, John knew what he was doing. He was led by the Holy Spirit. uh, And he was making clear, this is a time Jesus was talking to me, John. But every other time when it says the disciple whom Jesus loved, John wants you to plug yourself into there. Okay? We know that he and Peter raced to Jesus' tomb when they got the news, right? And I do love that the other ten were like, you guys go ahead. Because this is nuts, right? Only Peter and John were like, this is possible. Isn't that beautiful? Do you see why they were in the inner circle? That the, these gals come back, and in their words, these chicks come back, right? I mean, they're, they're kind of like, yeah, some gals came back, and they saw something crazy. But it was John and Peter who went, it's possible. Don't you love that? I could cry saying it. And they ran, but John was younger, and he got there first. But what did beautiful John do? He stopped and waited for Peter. Right? He knows who's in charge. I do love that. And it was a very hierarchical size. Now, if you play this backwards, what it says is it's a very hierarchical society. I even now almost messed it up. Hierarchical society. There, said it. Yeah. Research assistant. My lovely research assistant, Viper. Santiago Matamoros. Yeah, Matamoros, Death of the Moors. Isn't that great? Battle of Clavi. Yeah, they whooped them, and they had no business whooping them. Yeah. Riding a white steed, holding a flag and a sword. Isn't that cool? And people are like, oh, the sword is because he was beheaded. No, no, not so much. <laughs> you got a question? All right, let me scoot up there because it's, uh, why didn't James go? I think James was probably pretty old. Uh, that's like, again, look at the earliest images. His beard is huge and gray. Um, so the assumption is, uh, he was just too old. He was a little slow that morning. Yeah. He didn't have his Nikes. Yeah. And John was yelling the whole time, loser! Because they're brothers. You know, can you imagine, I do want to point that out. Can you imagine the fun, seriously, of being in a group of 12 dudes with no adult supervision, but God who's merciful. And then two of them are brothers. You know things got real. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, real quick, did you get your baseball signed? Yes, I did. I got to meet Glenn Abbott, and I turned into a 12-year-old boy. As Carrie, I was, like, shaking and... It was very nice. I got to meet Glenn Abbott. Oh, he's lovely. Do you know, is it okay if I jump into this real quick? So for those of you not familiar, I'm trying to collect one ball for each player who played on the 1984 Tigers, who won the World Series. Um... And I needed two to finish my collection. Now, I don't mean a ball with all of their names on them. I mean an individual ball signed by an individual player. Guys, I had two to go. Dwight Lowry and Glenn Abbott. I'm down to Dwight Lowry. I got Glenn Abbott. Did I tell you this? I bought a 1984 World Series baseball and had him sign it. And he was so lovely. 
And he wasn't doing this for profit. Um, usually the minimum you pay is 40 bucks. He charged 20. And I asked the organizer and he just said, he's just a good dude. That's what he said, he's just a good dude. Uh, and there were a hundred people in line. Um, and I'm sure more, because he started 15 minutes early. Did you notice that? Yeah. So I got to hug him. What did you wear? I wore my cassock, I did think. You? Yeah. yeah. You brought that up last week. Yeah. Um, and you know what's neat? Like, he took time. Like, okay, if that was me, and I'll be honest, I don't do well in crowds at all. And I was starting to struggle because it was very crowded, and I started the shaky, sweaty thing. Um, but if it was me and I'm at the start of a line that I know is going to be ours, I'm interested in that line moving. Oh, no. He had he was lovely. And I didn't want to ask for a picture because I was nervous and I don't want to be a bother. But Gary was there. Gary and Dad was like, hey, can you do a picture? Sure. And he, he stood. He's a big dude. Uh, did you see the picture? No. I'm 6'1". He had at least four inches on me. And he's got to be 70. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. He's, to me, he was talked oh, about man. the age he would have been, and, and my husband John said he was. It was later in his career. Yeah, because he played for Oakland before he played for us. Yeah. He's 71. Okay. Now, guys, when I put my, he put his arm around me, and I felt like a little circus chimp. <laughs> when I put my arm around him, the dude still made a steal. Seriously, and I know he coaches. He he still coaches pitchers. But anyway, blah blah blah. Okay, so I did get the ball signed. I'm officially geeked out. Uh, we did Peter, we did James, and now we're on John. Um, John wrote a lot of the New Testament, right? Always remember this. Saint Paul. How are we doing? Okay, yeah, this is going to be a two-parter. I'm only on the third one, and this is going to be a long one. It's more, more, longer, more longer. Make long with go. She's asking, um, can you show the photo? But you'll post it this afternoon. Yeah, I don't know how I'll, to transport it, but yeah. Carrie does. Yeah. Uh, transport, I don't know the phrases yeah. to use. And I can, in fact, well, anyway, let it go. So uh, what were we talking Oh, St. Paul wrote three quarters of the New Testament. Holy cow, right? Holy cow. Uh, and Paul is an apostle, by the way, who did not live with Jesus. He did not know Jesus before Jesus' crucifixion. Think about that. He met him after, right? Oh, don't get me started. I love Paul. Love, love, love. Uh, so five books of the New Testament are attributed to John. Now, John probably wrote all of them. You'll read all these theories. Well, no way. Community wrote it in John's name. Who gives a crap? Here's what I know. John wrote them, okay? Uh, <laughs> so the Gospel of John was written by him. First uh, John, Second John, and Third John uh, were probably written by him. Although you'll see that uh, the author describes himself as quote the presbyter or the elder. Presbyter is the Greek word for priest, or is that Latin? I can't believe I'm freezing up. Presbyter, diakonos, Greek. Presbyter is the Greek word for priest. Uh, many Christians assumed it was John, so they named the book after him. Uh, Revelations was written by John, specifically when he was put into exile on the land of Patmos. Um, excuse me. So tradition says uh, that um, the disciple whom Jesus loved is John, specifically John, John in a specific way, as a stand-in for us. Uh, and the author of the gospel, 
lets you know at the end, I'm that guy. Right? I'm the guy writing this. So even the people who love to do weird historical deconstructions to feel saucy about themselves, even they admit, okay, John wrote that one. Um, John 21, 24, quote, this is the disciple who testifies to these things and wrote them down. We know his testimony is true. And in one of the letters of John is one of my favorite passages he wrote, right? And he starts off his letter and he says, what I've seen with my eyes, what I've touched with my hands, the words I've heard in my ears came from life itself, and I give them to you. All right, John's making it clear. I was there. I touched him. I smelled him. I saw him. I heard him. And now I'm giving it to you. I love John. I do. I used to really dislike his gospel. But the older I get, the more I like it. And I say dislike just in the sense of it's like, bro, get to the point. You know? I'm going to hell. How did John die? He's the only one who died of old age. There are some accounts of his martyrdom, and a lot of this is all, especially, you'll see, once we get past Peter, James, and John, there's not a ton we have except for what people later wrote. You get me? So like Thomas being martyred a million miles from home, man, it took forever for the information to get from point A to point B. And by the time it got there, how did he die? Well, three ways. <laughs> right? Um, uh, so what about John? He's the only one we know died of old age. Although some say that he was martyred. Right. And you see things like John was pushed from the parapet of the temple. John was poisoned. John was boiled in oil. You think, boiled in oil? Oh, yeah, Romans were really, really good at killing people in awful ways. Think ratings. You're going to laugh, but literally think ratings. Right? Look at TV. I remember there was a TV show that came out and they swore. This is when I was in college. NYPD Blue. Remember this? And it was such a shock that it made the news. And it was the first TV show where they had a warning. Hey, hey, hey. Some naughty things are said here. And now, if they don't swear, well, heck, Disney has awful, awful stuff on it. Uh, But it's the same here. Uh, Violent cells, horror cells. And to an entire population, you just can't fathom how hard these people were. You just, there's literally no way for you and I to understand what it was like to turn 13 and have the whole town party because you lived that long. Holy cow, he made it to manhood, right? The odds were never in their favor to survive to 13 years old, let alone to marry one woman and have babies that lived. That just didn't happen. Violence and horror were their normal bread. And so when the Romans figured out, keep the crowd happy, uh, what's the best way to keep them happy? Well, they would say arena, right? Where we get the word arena, which is the Latin word for sand. Do you know this? And why sand? Well, that's what you used to soak up the blood. It's the best thing to soak up the blood. Right? So they would build these places and put sand all over the floor and say, hey, you two prisoners, fight to the death and whoever wins will let you go. Everybody, come on in. Bring your kids. Sweet. Isn't this weird? So anyway, all that because of something that didn't happen. I don't think he was boiled in oil. That's my point. Isn't that great? Now, if you look at the Gospel of John, 
John tells us, the dude who we're talking about, that Peter at one point, and again, this is Peter just being Peter, yeah? Uh, Jesus gives this beautiful soliloquy, and Peter points to John and goes, what about him? <laughs> Isn't that great? That's so Christian of a response. What about that guy? Enough about me. Jesus tells him, in a sense, none of your business. If I want him to live until I come back, then what business is that of yours? Uh, and then John says, that started a rumor, right? So disciples were a little beep, 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 beep. Isn't that funny? That, that I wouldn't die until Jesus returns, but that's not what he said. I mean, that's so classic gospel of John. I mean, he breaks it all down for you. He tells you this story and then he says, now to be clear, that started a rumor among the disciples that I wasn't going to die until Jesus comes back. But that's not what he said. He said, what if I, it, it, you know, isn't this great? Yes. All that stuff in the New Testament is glorious. Like Paul, I think it's in Galatians where he just stops writing. He's writing something beautiful and he goes, look at how big my letters are. And then he keeps writing. <laughs> what you, bro, isn't that, do you know that? He does. It's because he was a lefty, right? Uh, he was from the tribe of Benjamin and tribe of Benjamin always taught their boys to be lefties, right? Uh, handy in a fight. Apparently not so handy for handwriting. Did you know that? Seriously, no. look it up in Galatians. There's a part where Paul's like, holy crap, look how big my letters are. And then he just keeps writing. He did that in Timothy, right? He writes that gorgeous thing. Oh, I'm about to die for Christ and I'm going to stand before him. I gave my all and he's going to give me the crown of righteousness. It's going to be beautiful. Oh, oh, by the way, I left my coat in Troas. If somebody could make sure and bring it next time they come. The guy's dying and he's like, hey, I, I, I kind of like that coat. It's true. I know. I love it. Is he the patron saint of ADD? Yeah. That's 2 Timothy 4. Look it up. I'm serious. Paul just rocks. Paul is so Paul. What were we talking about? Okay. Uh, tradition holds that he went to Ephesus, right? That's Paul's letter to the Ephesians, the town of Ephesus. So Paul had already established a Christian stronghold. He went there and preached. He was arrested by the Romans, sent to the island of Patmos. He came back to Ephesus where he died about 98 AD. So if Jesus died in 33 AD, what's, 30, what's 98 minus 33? 55. 55. So assume he was maybe... No, 65. 65. So assume he was maybe 15 when Jesus died. What's 65 plus 15? 90. 78. 78. Whatever he was, he's dead. 80. I didn't even know he was sick. How old? 80. Which would have been staggering. Seriously. Yeah. For that day and age. Dad's like 80. Psh, youngster. Oh, I see it's one o'clock. It okay. No, it is. Oh, I know. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do, you beautiful people. First, I'm going to eat because I asked Carrie before the show, can I have something to eat? She was like, earn your lunch, loser. <laughs> I, you know, I don't, this is what I deal with, Bill, every day. We have somebody in your, in your audience here okay. that worked that World Series game. Oh! <gasps> Game five? And You're talking about game five? I said, I, well, I worked it in 84 at Tiger Stadium. <gasps> so that'd be game, just a second, game four, one, two, three. I wonder if she worked game three. And Alan Trammell gave her a Tiger set. Shut up. Yeah. How, excuse me, I'm sorry, I, shut up, sir. He 
<laughs> I mean it like a happy thing. I found out people here don't do that. Did I tell you this? One of my first weeks here, somebody said something like, holy, shut up, really? And I'm like, oh no, that, that means way to go. I don't know, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> so uh, what are we talking about? Do you remember? Oh, way to go. You, you, um, I just talked about today in 1984. You'll appreciate this perhaps. Was it a she? It is Cheryl. she who, huh? Cheryl. Hi, Cheryl. Mwah. Cheryl. In 1984, Jack Morris threw his only no hitter for the Tigers on my birthday, April 7th, 1984. Jack Morris threw a no hitter, and I have a ball signed by him. No hitter, April 7th, 1984. You do. I do. Oh, oh you don't? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so come holy spirit what are we doing oh so what i'll do is at some point maybe today finish this or we can do it some other time i don't know yep. but i don't want you to miss the rest because these cats are cool they really are um and a lot of us may have known about peter james and john and their life and death but not about andrew philip bartholomew the one judas who didn't betray him and the judas who did uh all this and you might not know that the bible tells us in one place judas hung himself and in another place it says he died a different way did you know that? No. A lot of people miss this. Mm. Book of Acts. Uh, so uh, let's talk about that. And either we'll record this show because I'm going to be gone next week on Wednesday. Wednesday and probably Thursday. Mm-hmm. No, I'll be here Thursday. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm doing, guys, just so you know, I'm going to take Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday off next week. I'll be honest. I'm wiped. My brain is fried. I just talked to you about this, right, Viper. You haven't even started the tritium yet. I mean. Yeah, and we haven't started the tritium, which is going to be a beautiful butt whooping. I mean, I will love it. Um, but then I'm going to take Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday off. And then Thursday... We have a really cool guest. Did I tell you? So first, let's talk about tomorrow. I'm sorry, I'm so loosh, 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 loosh. It's the Death Wish Coffee. Tomorrow, 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 Dr. Aaron A.A. Ron Walter is going to be on here. And we're going to do a big interview. It's going to take hours because he and I, just to like, hey, how's it going, took an hour. This dude, we geeked out. We achieved critical mass geekdom together. <laughs> we did. It was like, nooster, um, um, I love this dude. So we're going to accomplish three things with him, hopefully. Yeah. And it might take a lot of shows. Okay. Uh, first, we're just going to get to know him. I want to know him, and I want you to know him. How does a Midwestern boy end up, do you hear my stomach? That's what happens when I'm deprived. Yeah. I don't want to equate myself to the first century Christian martyrs, but there it is. I'm sure their stomachs growled, but because they were hungry, not because they were fat. Okay. I want us to get to know him. Second, I want to ask him a billion questions about Ukraine. I wrote him down. Poor guy. And then third, I want to ask him your questions. So we will interview him tomorrow. It will last much longer than an hour, but we'll figure it out. Okay, we'll figure it out. Whether I convince him to stay on after you guys leave and we finish, I don't know. Poor guy. He's going to wish he never, ever offered his help. Uh, And God bless his wife for sharing him with us. Right? Because I think they have squeakers, right? Yeah, that's tough. And she's sharing him with us. So thanks to her as well. Uh, So that's this week. And then on Friday... 
we show, what are we doing? Walk with the cross. Oh, the procession with the cross. Yeah. Um, this will be the actual cross. Jesus would, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I, uh, really? That's not, yeah, I probably shouldn't even joke. Um, <laughs> Although if we said that and charged people, which you're not allowed to do. And that will only be to, well, we'll... we'll yeah, however long it is, yeah. in a sense. Yeah. yeah, so we process with the cross, kind of to summon people to the Holy Day, and then we process right into the church and we start our Good Friday service, So, uh, which is not a Mass, don't forget. Uh, come Holy Spirit. So then that'll take us through this week. Next week on Wednesday, it'll either be the second disciples lecture or if we don't know yet. We're going to have a few options. And then next week on Thursday, do you know about this, bro? We're bringing in Craig Pohl's brother, and he's going to talk about a really valuable role for our young men and women, okay? Uh, our Catholic young men and women. And my One of my nephews went this route. He went into skilled trades, not college. And so he emerged from his training as a millwright with no college debt. And, you know... Plumbers, uh, electricians, millwrights, there's not near enough of them. It is guaranteed income. The big problem is there's not enough people doing it. So this beautiful man that we're going to interview next week found a way to combine his Catholic faith and raising up plumbers, electricians, millwrights, skilled trade. I know, I know. Um, and I'm so excited for you to meet him. Finally, finalmente, I do want to tell you, did I tell you, someone from the, the Luke um, place that we talked yeah. with earlier, yeah. you guys sent Luke them project. thousands of dollars. Yes. I could cry yep. for happy. Um, and I hope you know. Uh, you may remember, I don't think I've asked for money. Have I asked for money? I can't remember. I hope not. I don't know. I try not to, right? Although, send us some. <laughs> no. Um, like, do you get that at judgment, that's coming up? Right when I was an unex when I when I had a, when I was a woman who was pregnant and needed help, you helped. You're gonna hear Jesus say those words. Isn't that cool? Dang, rough Catholics show up, right? You bring out the unborn and we all get all right. What do you need? So I will see you, beautiful people, tomorrow with Dr. A. A. Ron. And let's say a prayer. Yeah? Did I miss anything? No. No? Pray for the tiger. Sorry, Bill. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, thank you for your disciples, for the apostles. Thank you for giving us examples that we can follow and understand. The confusion, sometimes the anger, or the fear, or the blurted out word, whatever it may be. You never said to them, I changed my mind. And you will never, ever say to us, I've changed my mind. And you say to them, us what you said to them over and over, follow me, follow me. So Lord, we're going to follow you. And we ask that your apostles pray for us as we follow you. Help us to be brave. Help us to be your words and your love on earth. We ask, Lord, please bless the people in Ukraine. It's awful there, and I know you see it, but they need your help. Come to their rescue. Miraculously deliver them from war and bring them peace and prosperity. Lord, you know all those people that we carry around in our heart. We love them so much, and we worry about them. 
and you know all those circumstances that we are wrestling with and we're afraid and we're angry and confused and we give those to you all of it we give to you because we love you and we trust you and may almighty god bless you all the father the son and the holy spirit all right you crazy people i will see you tomorrow and my kung fu is strong is it over no it's never over